All right, guys, you're back with the Spice Cast. I'm your host for this evening, Ben Job. Thanks to all our friends and donors and people coming in and helping us. We've been upgrading the studio and uh, working hard to keep giving you great music from the Tennessee Valley. And we have a returning group, a awesome group, the Alan Watkins Band. All three of them are in the studio today with their uh, new CD, the full length. It is releasing January 13th. But uh, thank you guys for coming in again and talking to us. <laughs> oh, it's our pleasure. And uh, would you guys like to introduce yourselves? <laughs> we'll, start. Uh, we'll start with me since, since it's a band name. I'm Alan Watkins, and I'm just happy to be here. And so pardon the voice. Yeah, we're struggling with flu season, so yeah. we have a, but it's a, it's a good radio voice, so we got it going on. Right, thank you. <laughs> and I'm Connie Watkins. And I'm Bob Hall. Yeah, and uh, I know you guys switch from different uh, instruments, do vocals, and... Uh, you got a you got a lot of variety in the band, so you got a lot of gear to to haul around too, right? <laughs> yeah, we usually travel with the three of us with about four or five guitars and just drums of all sorts. <laughs> Big bass. Yeah, you think with yeah. a three piece oh, band, yeah. you have three instruments and good to go, but we we couldn't do that. Me and Bob understand the str- yeah. the struggle for sure. Always mm-hmm. having a minivan or a truck or uh, <laughs> <That's right. laughs> we're never gonna have a sports car for 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 everyday use. I guess. I guess you can have an extra. Kindred bass spirits. Oh yeah. <laughs> Why do I need a giant violin? Because it sounds so good. But uh, you get and uh, I should say, Bob, you did like production work and all the recording on this CD, and yeah, that's it. I sounds tried. awesome. It sounds I tried. really good. <laughs> Uh, he did a good job, really good job. Yeah, and plus bass. it helps having that ear for bass when you're recording bass, because not every studio knows how to record bass, honestly, and yeah, not, not every bass. live sound guy knows how to how to it's get a, bass up there. It's a stubborn animal, isn't it? <laughs> uh, for sure. Record and to mix and every aspect of the stupid instrument. <laughs> <laughs> the love hate uh, yes. cycle continues <laughs> right. with the bass. It just sounds so dang good. <laughs> But uh, yeah, thanks for bringing in these tracks. I mean, the album's got uh, a good bit of variety on it. Like, y'all have a lot of instrumental works. You got vocal works with duet stuff and uh, like a straight ahead kind of bluegrass kind of um, track, as well as some other stuff. Did y'all have all that variety at the beginning, or did you just plan it out, or just come out that way? Uh, we've we've all three been influenced by all kinds of music, and we we didn't really want to consciously try to be a certain kind of sound so connie sings lead i sing lead she harmony all harmony bob's writing on the bass his style of bass playing makes us sound more like a quintet mm-hmm. when we play <laughs> but we uh what i like to say from stage is you know welcome to our show if you don't like what you hear just wait three minutes <laughs> there will be something different coming at you so we this diversity it's to me that's the name of the game yeah very cool and i and i always like uh three-piece bands because you get to hear everybody like it's it's uh it's just enough to have like a variety of instruments and sounds but you would get to hear all the playing which is great when you got great players because you hear all those bits but i wanted to ask you alan particularly about um you've got banjo tracks and guitar tracks on uh so what's your is your process any different for writing for banjo or guitar or did you start on one or the other? Well, the banjo is my home instrument. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just comfortable and relaxed on it. Uh, but as far as writing goes, I just listen for a melody and chase it down. It's just, there's no really difference 
in the composition. If you hear a melody, you go for it. I'm comfortable enough on the banjo that I can find it pretty quick. Yeah. Um, but it's just, the melody to me is, is a secret to a good song. Do those usually just like pop in your head or do you have to like work to get them to, to like uh, grow enough for a whole track or are they usually pretty complete? Uh, more often than not, they, they come to me in, in one piece. I've only sat down to actually try to build two songs. Everything else on the banjo just comes right out. Just got to capture it while it's there, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, fact is, I was telling Connie, I, I re wrote and recorded a banjo instrumental a few years ago that I can't even play. As I just happened to be in the studio when it came to me, got it recorded, and in two hours it was done. And it's, I can't even remember how it goes. <laughs> <laughs> I know, yeah, and it's it's super good that they have uh, smartphones and all that, because I know uh, these days if I'm just sitting somewhere, like I was on vacation and I was just messing around, I'm like, I'm never gonna remember this if I don't <laughs> record it or something. Yeah, absolutely. but you, yeah, you got to put that, get the inspiration down when you can. When you can, yeah, strike sure. while the iron's hot. But uh, y'all's first track we're gonna play, Seasons. You guys want to talk about that one a little bit before we hear it? Sure. Um, Seasons is one that that I wrote, um, and it came from love of gardening. Um, I, I'm a huge gardener. I <laughs> just liked everything about gardening. And I was listening to a gardening show and I think this officially puts me in the nerd category. But <laughs> <laughs> the, the guy was talking about how a lot of trees need a certain, like a chill factor to happen d during the winter for them to be able to uh, okay. produce fruit. Because fruit, that's part of its process. And um, it, it's called a required chill. And uh, so I was thinking about that and there's sort of this like picture image of the story song came to me yeah about this couple and they kind of fell in love too soon and then it was kind of like didn't the love didn't have time to grow and then they they separated apart for a while and then they came back together and at the end they their love grew and so it was the love had to have a minute for a required chill and so i kind of made a parallel between this tree and having to have the required chill and how sometimes mm -hmm. love um needs time to grow and sometimes separation in order for yeah space to <laughs> space, space can be super important <laughs> yeah, exactly space and time exactly. Well, very cool and i think all of america needs required chill at, the, at this <laughs> <We> moment <are>. so <laughs> so that's chill. awesome <laughs> so, yeah, that... very good point <laughs> <laughs> but let's hear it alan watkins band with seasons
Watkins band that was seasons uh connie watkins song and i wanted to ask which season was this written in <laughs> it's actually written in the dead of winter <laughs> oh, okay <laughs> so you wanted to bring some like warmth and warm uh feelings into it a little bit yes and the guys composed all that great instrumental behind it and really just made the song come to life yeah and it's got it's got like some optimistic kind of chord changes in it mm-hmm. you kind of i kind of hear uh, echoes of the like early folk rock stuff in mm-hmm. it too. Yeah, Alan came up with those chord changes, and then Bob added that beautiful bass uh, lyrical yes. sound to it. So many like bowed bass and bass stuff in these CDs. It's awesome for me because I get to be like, <laughs> yes, we'll play all of them. It'll be it'll be sweet. But uh, I also wanted to ask, did you uh, write all the the lyrics first? Like, did they come together before all the verses were done? Or this song did come together as lyrics first, and um, that. Uh, they actually changed quite a bit over over the course of a couple of years. Uh, oh, really? They, the, the idea came kind of as a whole, but the original co- composition of the lyrics was was one way, and then after some time, it, it changed and just kind of morphed, and and 
the story of the the couple kind of just got a little bit more detailed. So it was fun. <laughs> it was a process. Yeah, it's cool, especially when yeah. you're like working with um, a baby based off reality, but maybe fictional work. You can always kind of explore uh, stories in a new way to mm-hmm, absolutely do, do weird stuff. But uh, the next one, Journey from Donegal. Uh, got a, a lot of bowed bass and stuff. I, I, I love it because it's got a lot of bowed bass and it's it's wonderfully recorded. But uh, this is your song, is it? Uh, is that's, it not, Bob? That's right. And how old is this song? Uh, it's when I write it. Uh, several months ago. Well, that's not very long. Yeah. <laughs> did it? Yeah. Did it? Um, it came pretty quickly for did, me. For me, it takes me a long time to write a mm-hmm. song. <laughs> Did you just have like a certain hook involved in it that you were um, like this is going to be the basis of it or Yeah, basically I I, I um the way I, I typically write on the bass is I I um noodle around. <laughs> uh-huh. And I I find some as you say some kind of hook that uh I think that I can develop into something that's fairly substantial and possibly become a song <laughs> oh yeah for and, sure and uh that one it that one just kind of came naturally and I, I i've been studying um celtic music lately particularly uh, uh fiddling and and the ornaments that irish fiddlers use yeah and it's and, interesting because all those a lot of those tracks have like similar uh bowing patterns and like little kind of mini loops almost of their uh of their yeah. their bows it's the same jerk playing all of them you know? <laughs> <laughs> well i just mean in general like that yeah. those those kind of jaunty like it almost has like a sea shanty feel at well, a certain point to it that's interesting you should say that because that's really what i i had in mind if i had to apply a, some sort of mental imagery to it that's exactly what i was thinking about because it it has I got the idea for the title from uh, a genealogical study that I had oh, engaged cool. in, um, <laughs> and and uh, one of my ancestors that I discovered was from Donegal, Ireland, and immigrated uh, in the mid 18th century. Yeah, you find and out so all sorts of like interesting nuggets of truth when you do those like yeah, DNA bits. A lot of it's guesswork too. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have something to add to that, Connie? <laughs> no, I just thought it was funny how you two bass guys just like well, meeting in the minds, just like yeah. That. yeah. <laughs> I try not to go too deep into the bass stuff, but but the oh, the, come on. <laughs> the yeah, we'll go there. It's cool, but the like the the ocean uh, kind of boat thing is a good. Uh, metaphor for bass sound just on its own because i mean you've got the sweeping kind of tone and the power of the low frequency so it it does i think it fits really really nicely well thank you but i was wondering and speaking of like nerdy bass stuff i was wondering (laughs) if is there any way you can convince more people to start playing acoustic bass young people specifically personally yeah is there anything you can say that like i've been trying Uh, to but well I don't know. It's 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 a great instrument once you figure out how to start getting some decent sound out of it. And just like any instrument, it it takes a lot of work to, mm-hmm. as you know, to start <laughs> playing it well. Yeah, I, mean, have- it, it, I think it's an easy, easy instrument to pick up and start plucking on and getting sound out of it at first. But you pick up the bow, it's a different story. Oh, for sure. To get a quality sound. Well, what one thing that that may hopefully contribute to that is by being just a trio, the bass is a prominent lead instrument 
you know, for the public instead mm-hmm. of instead of being constantly in a support role. It's not only his own compositions, but taking a lot of the solos in our songs. Yeah. So it's people can say, "Wait a minute, <laughs> you can do that." Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, and there's there's a lot of people that have been doing this for quite some time. You know, of course you've got Edgar. Yeah, <laughs> if I, it weren't for Edgar, I, I wouldn't yeah, Edgar. have the idea of doing these things. You know? <laughs> Edgar Meyer, if you haven't heard him, go yeah. look him up and then buy a bass, please. <laughs> we need more young guys playing bass. But yeah, yeah. and like uh, like metal music and rock music, a lot of times yeah. I, I just I get pissed off because the bass is doing the same thing as the guitar line or something. I'm like, no, yeah. it's so much. You can do so yeah. much with the right. with the if you have a good technical player and stuff. Yeah. But uh, yeah, well, let's go ahead and hear it. Uh, No More Talking, it's Alan Watkins' band with uh, The Journey from Donegal. from Alan Watkins' band, The Journey from Donegal. I wanted to ask you guys, uh, particularly each, each one of you, uh, about your first gig experiences. 
we're trying to uh, get get some uh, standard questions we we ask our bands, and we always find really hilarious stories come from the first gigs or like early 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 gig stuff. So who, who wants to start? <laughs> Connie, you you got a look on your face. That might be a good or. <laughs> I think we might have told our story about playing on the top of a trailer in the middle of. Yes, I think you told mm. that August, one. We told that one already. What about playing over where your mom lives and it was time for the bridge game? Oh, that was so funny. <laughs> See, there's another one. There's always That's there's a, always that was more. <laughs> really, we were kind of just t- testing out our instruments and testing out our equipment and um, the place where my mom stays there's a assisted living place there and they were kind enough to have to have us come over for a sunday yeah. afternoon show so we we set everything up and we were playing away and we were going to play for about an hour and a half or so and about an hour into the show all of a sudden half of the the folks got up and just left and one of them said sorry it's time for canasta <laughs> they were out of there <laughs> we're on a schedule this is what this is what goes down <laughs> And I'll, I'll never forget that. That was so funny. Oh, the one you bowed the, the Yeah. I, I was, we were getting ready to play, and I was testing the bass out, doing sound checks, and and uh, I played a, the lowest note I could possibly play. Yeah. And I have a C extension on my bass, so oh, I wow. go down to a, a low C below the bass clef staff, and I just really honked it out. And there was this... <laughs> This little old lady with this concerned look on, sitting on the front row. And as soon as I played the note, she said, I'll try to repeat it in her, her, her vernacular. She's, she said, that, that sounds like a cow. <laughs> it really was, took me back. That was hilarious. Yeah. That's your quote. You can like yeah, slip throw on the, the CD sounds like or something. <laughs> sounds like a cow. <laughs> we didn't have that many illusions of... That we were doing a good job after all that. <laughs> you get really game, honest. You get really you honest get the opinions. Honest feedback there. The honest, honest feedback. Everybody just tells me I'm a great cello player, so that's the one I always get. I love that. Mm-hmm. And that's You're really so good at playing cello. When you play the, you know, people know the the upright bass, a double bass. It's got a million different names, but mm-hmm. they, they know what it is. They're all kinds of forms of music use the the upright bass. Mm-hmm. And, and they're so used to ha- people plucking the instrument. Yeah. And as soon as you pick up a bow, they say, well, what was that you were playing? The cello? <laughs> All I did was pick up It that shrinks bow. two sizes <laughs> it just, when it you start playing fails. the bow. It's just really amazing to me. <laughs> it's, two sizes, it's so funny. Too small. Right. Well, Alan, uh, you said you started on the banjo. Did you have any early like banjo gigs, or was it all all porch porch uh, stuff? That's where a lot of people learn that. <laughs> well, is it, to me, one of the more interesting things that happened was, of course, my dad was real proud. You know, his son had learned banjo, and he worked at uh, a factory over in Sheffield, and he was at the Christmas party. He got permission to bring my mother and myself in there. And he was at the party. We were going to play some music so he could show me off. And, of course, there was some uh, adult beverages being mm-hmm. enjoyed a lot. And there was a rows and rows of chairs, and about halfway through our playing, this guy had enjoyed a lot of adult beverages, and he just he felt <laughs> he felt <laughs> the excitement. So he got up, and took his hat off, and he was going to go take up money, you know, to give the kid playing ah. banjo. And he got past about the first three or four people, and he got to where my mother was, and his false teeth fell out right into his hat. <laughs> 
right in front of my mother. <laughs> so it was, I mean, that, that's been more years ago than I'm going to admit to, and I can still see it. Yeah. <laughs> that was your first paying gig, right? Yeah. And, was, and you got dental, so yeah. I don't know if that was a bad joke. Or <laughs> it was a moment. It was a moment. There's all, I don't know why, but everybody's first experience, like, playing in front of people just always seems to attract some sort of <laughs> uh, karma has to be like oh yeah now you're a performer enjoy it for the rest of your days this is a test <laughs> right <next. laughs> and if you're in the next gig then you're doing great there you go but uh the next track we got finding my way off this cd which you guys can find online um yeah and come out and see him january 13th at the huntsville string shop y'all want to mention anything about finding my way uh it was a song that came to me it's I I put myself on a spiritual journey and this I, my my head just opened up my heart opened up and this song started coming to me and I probably had this in a day and a half it had just a good driving feel to it uh, Connie came up with this counter melody right behind the melody that I had and I thought man this this is just too cool this is a song I think was meant to be. And we're real proud of it. Awesome. Well, let's hear it. Alan Watkins Band off their new album, uh, self-titled, This Will Be Finding My Way. Won't you please, Won't you please take my hand, take my hand. Lead me to the promised land. I feel my soul has gone away. Down on my knees to pray. Trouble comes, trouble comes, rolling at me, rolling at me. And I take all that I can hold. Seems like all I ever do is hide my heart.
mentioned in the break the cicadas that were uh, so present a, a staple of the south that people from not from the south don't know what mm. the heck that noise is and they're like what is that terrible noise <laughs> <laughs> but i find it amazing so yeah we were we were uh, working on recording this song in in bob's studio and we he lives near where there's a lot of woods and and so we had to kind of work around the cicadas and when <laughs> one night we just had this idea well you know maybe you know the song kind of is like you're sitting on the front porch and playing and so uh bob I, can probably tell his story about right. how he went and actually physically recorded the cicadas to add to the well he got yeah. mad because he couldn't get them out of the frequency so <laughs> oh right he just he worked with it and worked with it and worked with it and he just finally got fed up and took a microphone outside his front door and just stood up and recorded them. <laughs> figured if he can't beat them entertaining for some neighbors i would imagine <laughs> and, then, and then alan added good. a little intro that was kind of like front portrait kind of like playing around kind of working into a song and so mm -hmm. yeah that added up ended up being a kind of unique introduction with the cicadas and just the plucking uh, around a little I bit think, getting ready relaxing yeah on i the think porch. they first thought i was nuts when i said i wanted to do that <laughs> <laughs> but i thought as the sun goes down it just and being the situation as it was with all these bugs outside screaming their heads <laughs> off you know, why not? <laughs> yeah, well, and the cicadas, by the way, they worked pro bono. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you got just got to credit them in the, the outtakes <laughs> or something. Yeah, yeah no, I, I, I've had friends from the north come down here and are, like, trying to go to sleep. And they're like, well, like, what is that noise? And I'm just like, I don't know what they're talking about until they're like, you know that noise? And there's, like, a bush outside my open window. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> oh, it's, it's these giant locust uh, creatures that just hang around and, uh, and sing us to sleep every so night. During you can't even, don't even hear them anymore. If you go to sleep, they like human flesh, but sleep well. <laughs> don't worry, the South is perfectly safe. <laughs> No, but that's a yeah. To me, it's like super soothing. Like that that noise will put me to sleep. So. Yeah. But uh, yeah, be sure to check them out. Alan Watkins Band, January thirteenth, uh, the Huntsville String Shop. Uh, their first full length. That's got a great a bunch of great songs on it, I should say. And uh, how how was uh, self publishing, self recording? Like, did that is that good for y'all? Oh, it's yeah, very much so. <laughs> I just have total control over it. Yeah, that, that's like foremost in it. You don't have to worry about, oh, we're on timetables. 
we're burning cash or we're waiting on somebody else to send tracks in. It's all just like mm-hmm. find find the take that that launches it. Did y'all um, like record a lot of banjo and guitar first and start it that way, or do live mixes or? For the most part, we recorded live. Uh, Bob would redo some bass tracks on occasion, thanks to the cicadas. Um, <laughs> but for the most part, we recorded live, and there was no overdubbing of any parts. I mean, if you see us live, that's what's on the disc. No, nobody double-tracked anything. Yeah, and these days, that that's uh, a far take from, I'm sure, a lot of the people on big stages these days, because uh, people put so much put their uh, music through so many crazy grinds and effects and all this it's it's nice to just have like playing and yeah, we kinda instruments kind of make it a point not to do that because we want to be as is when we go on stage our recordings that that is well and you said you had some more tracks uh like in the making are there any uh is there any more ideas on the next album or like what it's going to be like or what kind of tracks or any previews or sneak peeks you could talk about it's hard to say you know that's probably going to be similar to this and just a, a little a little pick bit from of this everything. category and pick from, <laughs> pick from column a and column b and column c yeah. alan and i've been working on a, a waltz here lately oh, cool. and this one is 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 so new that i don't think we've even had a chance to talk to bob about it yet because <laughs> um it just happened and uh i had a had written a lyric about uh five years ago at full song about it was a, a another romantic song but it was about it's called was called falling through the stars and um it had a waltz melody to it that i didn't like as much and i was thinking one day i thought geez i wish i had a really good waltz melody to put to these lyrics because i really liked the lyrics but i didn't like the melody that had kind of patched together with it and the very next day ellen said to me he said you know i've got this waltz that i have had for a lot of years and i don't think you've heard it yet that instrumental huh. waltz. And I said, are you kidding me? And he said, no. So we went in there and he played this beautiful waltz melody that had been an instrumental that he'd had since 2002. I mean, it had been around for years. But just for some needed reason... It, just needed to bake. Just needed to come it, together. For, and <laughs> for some reason, he'd never played it for me. I'd never heard it. It wasn't on any of his recordings. And so we sat down and started patching that together with uh, the lyrics I'd written and so it's 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 starting to to bake into a an in, you know kind of an interesting song. So well, very cool. Yeah. It also is in a minor key, like my other two banjo instrumentals uh, <laughs> yeah. and like guitar that. instruments, <laughs> and all yeah. the instrumentals that I write just about are in minor keys. Yeah. Oh yeah, it gives it gives you a good break from the radio play these days too. Also, <laughs> true. It's all it's all kind of a, that straight ahead yeah. stuff. Yeah, well, thanks again so much for talking with us and uh, bring, bringing y'all's new great CD. Please pick it up online. You can go to alanwatkinsband.com for more information. They got the Facebook and the interwebs and all that good stuff. And check them out January 13th at Huntsville String Shop. Um, tickets will be going up soonish. They've got, um, if you're on the newsletter, I think you have priority. Is that right? So <laughs> Yes. So can people sign up for that, by the way? If, um, they can. They can uh, on the website. The they can just go to the website and uh, on the contact us section, just drop us a note and we'll make sure we get you on the mailing list. Well, very cool. And uh, taking us out tonight will be As the Sun Goes Down. Uh, this is what we were talking about with the cicadas and one of my favorites, like a straight-ahead like straight ahead bluegrass, like really solid, uh, I guess, Appalachian music. I don't know if it's considered Southern music, but it's, it's definitely part of it, for sure. 
And, uh, well, thanks again, guys. Uh, and from Spice Radio and Alan Watkins Band, check it out. It's As the Sun Goes Down. Spice Radio from Huntsville, Alabama. You guys know what you want, and you don't have to do too much to get it. Get with us at spice-radio.com. If you have a podcast, you make music or art, or you have an event that you want to promote in the Tennessee Valley, you can find us at www.facebook.com/spiceradiohuntsville, 
or on Twitter at Spice Radio HSV. And again, our website, spice-radio.com.